I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Coming up on TMS, Brian knows all the bangles. Luis Guzman. The long wiener goodnight. Marriage is geeky, right? Phil wasn't very lucky. Aw. Renfair type deal. The all new Hyundai Rogue and Vagabond. The silver filling conspiracy. AIDDS. I think you caught a meth on Bama. Thank you, youth, for your candy and bad choices. Dr. Dre is not a real doctor. Oil disposal is not a geeky hobby. Order word difficult is. <laughs> Extracting your knowledge with Tom. Emotional recommendals with Randy and more on this episode of. Of the morning stream. Mm, I think maybe your friends have feel good mixed up with get high. What's the difference? Getting high is artificial. Any fool can get high. Feeling good is real. It comes from within. Which is better? I don't know. Guess you won't be eating Japanese food for a while, huh? <laughs> The morning stream. Yes, up the machine. Damn it. Down to it did it again. Something changed with the recent patch. I'm going to strangle those people. Gosh dang it. All right. Well, Scott has a solution he'll work on later. <laughs> That's two days in a row. That's all you get. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome back to TMS. It's the morning stream for Wednesday, May 24, 2023. I'm Scott. That's Brian. Hi, Brian. Oh, hello, Scott. Hello. How was your day of not being here till last time we were here? since uh it was good yeah good got some uh got some recording done did an episode of uh, soundography with hammond oh very nice get those in uh, gotta get those in about the band uh, the bangles yeah with the which with will the be girls. edited and mm-hmm. it's, it's all uh, ladies all girl group uh yeah. fronted by um well you can't, can't really say fronted by Susanna hoffs that's the misleading thing that caused so much strife in the band scott did it? That, did it? Yes, did, she did was they... not. She was not the sole front woman of the Bangles. Even though you look at their singles and things like Eternal Flame and Hero Takes a Fall and Manic Monday, uh, Walk Like an Egyptian, of course, features her on lead vocals. But Vicky Peterson, uh, to a large degree, maybe even more songs with her lead vocals than Susanna Hoffs. Oh wow! They just happen to pick her for the for the singles. For the big hits, the, the big the big hits we were hearing on the radio all the time were always Susanna Hoffs. I feel like I never heard the. They other. were, yeah, exactly. And it's, it caused um, strife within the band. Were they having trouble there? It caused a little strife, yeah, because people kept saying, "Oh yeah, uh, the Bangles with lead singer Susanna Hoffs." Wow, 
That's crazy. I could name all the other Bengals I core. The only one I didn't name was Michael Steele. It was the fourth Bengal that I did not name. Yeah, not the former uh, RNC chairman, Michael Steele. Different Michael Steele. No, a different Michael Steele. A a lady Michael Steele. Indeed. Um, So I used to have a, I mean, this is probably everyone of our age, but I had Did you used to have a crush on Susanna Huff? To the the point of that, that's all I could think about for a while. (laughs) Like, Did you watch the movie The All-Nighter? I did. I did just because yeah. she was in it. That was it. I didn't care yeah. about it. I don't even remember what was in that movie. Honestly, I remember nothing yeah. about it except this scene Hoss's where she runs around a, a bedroom, I think only wearing panties and a t-shirt or yep. something. Yeah, I do remember that part. It was a good plot point there. Directed by her mom, if I remember correctly. Really? I think so. I think that movie was directed by Susanna Hoss's I mean, I'm mom. sure it's terrible, right? It's probably not a good movie. If I, um, if I remember, I don't remember at all. Like just zero memory. I mean, it's really only known for for having Susanna Hoffs starring Susanna Hoffs, right? I think that's <laughs> didn't win any awards or anything like that. I don't think. Uh, by the way, she has a great TikTok channel. She's very fun to follow on there. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. she's, li- she's living her best Let's life. See. She's doing great. Yeah, directed by Tamar Simon Hoffs, uh, the mother of. Uh, Susanna Hoffs, although she's she's actually directed a couple indie films that starred uh, Malcolm McDowell. Oh, wow. Interesting. Okay. Well, oh, Joan Cusack was in this? I don't remember anyone else being in this but her. Really? In the all-nighter? Yeah. yeah oh, no. yeah. Joan Cusack, Dee Dee Pfeiffer. Yep. Uh, t- Pam Greer. Uh, yeah, Pam. Oh, man, Pam Greer. Look Pam at her. Pam Greer. Yeah. Uh, it's Ted Terleski. Jackie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that guy is. Anyway, no, no, no. Jackie um, Brown was the character that uh, Pam Greer played in the film Jackie Brown. No, by, I, uh, I didn't. I didn't mean her. I said Dee Dee Pfeiffer. Oh, know. yeah. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I don't know who Dee Dee Pfeiffer. Should I know her? She been in things. She a uh, popular. Uh, she was on Sybil, the um, the Sybil Shepherd sitcom. Oh yeah, there she. Oh, and Falling Down. All right, I'm sure I've seen her before. Oh my God, she's been in a ton of stuff. Wow. Well, there you have it. There you have it. Childhood crush. Walk down memory lane. (laughs) Yep. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. So I went to the dentist yesterday. That's what I did with my time. And boy, it took a while. Got there at 2 and was there. I got there about 1.45 and was there until 5.15. Oh, wow. That's a long time to be at the dentist. Yeah. They did the whole procedure, though, in one shot, which is nice. I don't have to come back. But basically, I had an old, another old high school, junior high silver filling bullshit fallout or crack mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. and they were like all right time to get that one done so they did a new crown and um it's on the you really upper uh, put in those those crowns during home ec i think right? that was the problem yeah uh, that's yeah. exactly right um, shop shop class i learned something interesting though about silver versus like porcelain now or gold or any of that um the reason that crowns are at an all-time high right now like if you ask any mm-hmm. dentist that's like I don't know, a huge percentage of what they're doing right now is crowns. And it's because every Gen X kid got silver fillings because that's what you did back in the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And silver, actually, you don't they don't glue silver in. Like, there's no adhesion or anything. Silver, the reason they used to use silver, what they thought was good about it was it expands over time. Mm-hmm. So it fills the space and then kind of keeps pressure so the sil- the silver filling kind of stays there. What they didn't count on is okay. over time it still c- expands and starts oh, cracking God. teeth. <laughs> Just keeps growing. <laughs> yeah, and they used to carve out a lot more of the tooth to get a silver filling in there, which means there's less less tooth, which means it's going to be more brittle anyway. Uh, yeah. So anyways, wow. they went okay. through this whole thing with me, but um 
my this is one of those so they put a crown on it's on the upper which is usually no problem for me and this was no problem it was like no pain this i barely felt the shot uh the grind it all down no problem no pain no nothing it's always lower stuff that hurts forget forget mm-hmm. uh, upper who cares i'll do those all day don't care i'm fine mm-hmm. but uh well hopefully i don't have to do anymore but um if i have wow. to i'd rather have it on top Anyway, I every time, right? You go and they look and see. Oh, this one could be a problem in the future. This one could be, but there's none of that, right? They're they're, they're looking. I'm saying, nope. We don't see any other ones that could be could become a problem. Yeah, as of now, I think that was my last silver, I believe. So I don't have okay. any silver Good. left. All of my silvers have slowly over the years been turned into either replacement uh, when they can replacement uh, ceramic or full on crowns. Or in the case of the one in the back, they did a root canal and it died and then I had to have it pulled. So thanks a lot, youth, for all your candy and your bad choices. <laughs> anyway, uh, here's what's right. interesting, though. I'm just sitting there yeah. getting numb and he's sitting there and we're chatting about stuff. And I've known him forever, like 20 years or something. And I said, so I'm just curious. You guys do a lot of like cutting edge computer stuff when I come in here. Like every time I come in, you're doing something new that no other dentists are doing. So he's always like interested in the latest thing. I said, are you guys seeing like integration of like AI tech at all yet in dentistry? Hmm. And I, he, I, he shocked me because he's like, oh my gosh, you wouldn't believe how fast this is happening. And I'm like, really? And he shows me. So what they're doing now, this is crazy. And this is the kind of stuff where the application of AI makes sense to me. Like these are like practical uses. Sure. Good, good uses. Not, um, uh, show me pictures of Willy Wonka. If he were an exotic dancer, right. Or ripping off artists or, you know, whatever it is yeah, or right. cheating on your papers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this case, he's like, all right, so check this out. And he brings up this new system where they come in with like this wand camera and they get a, you know, basically a 3d image print of all inside of your mouth. Right. And that's normal. That's been around for a few years. What happens now, though, is when they throw that stuff up and they include x-rays, this AI-assisted system looks at all of it and then does these composites and says, currently, 32% of tooth matter has been replaced with various blah, blah, blah. Uh, the All areas shown in green are perfectly fine. All sh- areas in yellow uh, are shown to be maybe possible issues. And if anything's red, this is where the computer's saying, we think there's not enough bone density there, or we think there's a weird divot here or a oh, scrape wow. or whatever. So basically there are alarms to say, as good as you are dentist at looking really closely and being good diagnosis doctor, maybe double check these, these potential problem right. areas. And he's like, it's changed the way we do everything. And he says, the best part is um, it translates directly into the way billing happen- happens, which this is the part that blew my mind. Because some stuff, dental com- or dental insurance is real picky about whether they'll pay for it or not because it's nebulous sure. as to whether the work needed to be done. And if they can, and if they can figure out a way to not pay, yeah. <laughs> they yeah. will. So it's and they will, fair. yeah. So this thing does like a really good job of, of, of you know, basically collaboration with the dentist then the dentist still needs to be involved it's not like it all happens automatically but sure it does and it's such a way that their their billing stuff is faster everything's quicker he's like loving it he's like whoa i'm so into this he goes i don't love that my 16 year old is cheating on his high school uh <laughs> finals i don't like that with chat gpt right. and stuff but anyway it was just funny because most dentists i just think kind of get I don't know. They get stuck in wherever, whatever zone of dentistry they're happy with, and they sure. stay there. Yeah, like in a rut kind of complacent stuff. The yeah. um, 
He yeah, I don't know. Going, I mean, though, I think nice. any dentist that keeps up with stuff should be, you know, if they subscribe to journals and stuff like that, they should know about all this stuff going on. I think. Uh, I would think so, right? It'd be I important think it'd be for your across business. the board. Yeah. yeah, you might might find some like you know, <laughs> frontier dentistry that uh, <laughs> stuck in their old ways have a little bit of a. A wagon wheel rut, so to speak, sure. that, they're, that they're stuck in. But, sure, sure. Uh, yeah. So we talked about that. It was just super interesting. And then while he's doing my teeth, I had the headphones on and this okay. place goes all out. All the heads, the remote headsets are, uh, um, uh, what's the Apple brand that is an Apple? They bought it from Dr. Dre. Oh, Beats. Beats. So I got yeah. Beats by Dre on. They're black. Yeah. I got a little controller. I'm watching Netflix on a some Apple TV somewhere in the building. And yeah. I watched... Um, a bunch of people capture alligators for the, <laughs> for the whole time. That was a weird juxtaposition to get your teeth worked on nice. when you're uh, sitting there. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> when I was, uh, yeah, when I was uh, getting my cleaning done the other day, I listened to a fly on the wall with uh, Mike Dulai and Sarah Sherman. Um, and uh, I'm glad I didn't listen to the Julie Bowen episode. Tina, I listened to that one last night. David Spade and uh, Danny Carvey ended, uh, interviewing uh, Julie Bowen mm. from Modern Family. Yeah. Um, uh, because that one we were laughing our heads off, and that would have been a problem if I did that during. Um, you start laughing, yeah. During the dentist thing, I, I had no idea, by the way, to listen to that episode that uh, Julie Bowen and David Spade used to date. Really? What a weird combo! Yeah, well, I remember yeah. when she was on. Um, she was on Happy Gilmore, Ed. which everyone forgets. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, and Ed yeah, also. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but when she was on Happy Gilmore, wait, was David Spade in that at all? Did he guess no, that? Uh-uh. No, they they met because um, Stephen Levitan. No, they met before Modern Family, but Stephen Levitan did uh, just shoot me with David Spade, and then did uh, Modern Family. But they met at some like Golden Globes award party or something. That's wild because she strikes me as yeah. somebody who is very up at five. Yeah, the perfect day in shape. Goes to the gym twice. Comes exactly. home, like, makes like you know type, whatever. Very very type A, and he is so not type uh-uh. A. No, he's just loafing around, going, eh, what's going on, you know? Yeah, I'm gonna complain about this thing over here. <laughs> I guess they didn't end up together, so maybe that's what happened. I don't know. No, yeah, maybe. maybe that's either. funny. Well, well done there, yeah. uh, David Spade, uh, Joe Dirt. Yeah. You did okay, Joe Dirt. <laughs> Dicky, <clears throat> Dicky Roberts. Oh, what was his, the other one that was like that? Oh, uh, Dicky, uh, child star, Dicky Roberts. I think it was Dicky Roberts. Was that it? Yeah. I think that was it. Never saw it. Yeah. yeah. No, Chris. I know she she was in Happy Gilmore, but they didn't meet through uh, Sandler. You'd think that they would have met through Sandler, but uh, no, it wasn't until after they started dating that Sandler came into the picture, and then she and Sandler ganged up on uh, on David Spade and razzed him terribly. Yeah, who knows? It was a really, really good, uh, a really good, good interview. Dickie Bennett from Justified. No, that's a character. <laughs> that's a character this time, and not a person. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, so fun time with the dentist. Uh, real quick, we got a listener. It's always one of us that has a dream to talk about, but yeah, right. Now, now we have you. a listener. Yeah, it's usually me. <laughs> Brian doesn't dream as much as uh, I, I don't. Do. I don't know why I do, but here's one from Emil in, in the Netherlands, which is fun because my daughter's in the, in the Netherlands currently. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says this, Dear S&B, last night I had a dream involving Brian. Ooh. Mm. Since you have the dream cards and you're an expert, I thought I would ask you. Oh yeah, we're experts for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't remember <laughs> much, but what? Uh, but here's what I did remember. I was with my wife someplace that looked like a festival of some sort. Okay. It's the Brian Ibbett mm-hmm. Festival. Sure. 
Uh, there I saw Brian, and for some reason he knew who I was, and we began to talk. But not in English. Dutch. You guys spoke in Dutch. Mm, okay. All right. We had to follow him so or to some game thing. That tracks. I think yeah, that tracks. Brian, Brian likes mm-hmm. game things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I asked how he knew Dutch, he said something about a previous girlfriend, and it looked like he didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> it also tracks. Yeah, it also tracks. <laughs> so he says, that's what I remember. Curious what the cards say. Love the show, though. Emil, well, my cards are not handy, but oh, um, what do you bad, think yeah. this means? Do you have a... You have a- well, well, it's really weird, because I usually don't remember my dreams either, right? But um, a couple nights ago, I had this dream that I was at this festival. And uh, and I met Emil, yeah. and uh, we didn't go to a game thing though. We went to a restaurant, yeah. and um, uh, at the end of the meal, the check came, and he said, "I'll get it. I'll sell." It. And I said, "No, I'll get it." And then we just decided we'd go Dutch. Oh, I see what you did there. I like that. Yeah, thanks. Thank you very much. So Thank hold on, where's the girl come in though? Did, did, how, how did that come up? The girlfriend. Oh yeah, and then she, and there was a girl I didn't want to talk about. <laughs> still just a little still side note. Still don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Guess what? We're out of the dream, and I still don't want to talk about her. I still her. don't want to talk about her. Yeah, no. that's awesome. That part's real. Uh, well, all right then. That's a that's a, that's what we did with our day yesterday. We had uh, dreams. So did our listeners. Uh, we went to the yeah. dentist. We did what we dentists and lifting and. I feel yeah. so much better though. I I carry so much oh, stress sure. in my back and my neck all the time when there's something big or hard or f- frustrating coming up. So mm-hmm. sometimes it's like, oh, family reunion with people I can't stand or, you know, right. going to the dentist or whatever. And yesterday I was a mess. And I thought, I'm going to be I'm pain on that table or on that thing because he's going to be working on me. And I'm, I'm going to be extra stressed because he's working on me. And I'm just going to go home with the worst backache. But instead, I was just like loose as a goose when I got done. Nice. Good. Oh, yeah, dude. Well, there so, is something that's really nice about leaving the dentist because right there, at that moment, you are the furthest you will ever be from your next dentist appointment. Oh, that's a great way to look at it. <laughs> that's what, basically the way I think about my cleanings. Oh, I had one on Monday. Guess what? Yeah. Uh, this is the longest time I'll go. <laughs> the longest time it'll be before my next cleaning. Oh, and before I had done away to the call, some have asked, want, they want an update on whether they caught the uh, blow dart kid who's been shooting pets uh, oh, here in the neighborhood. About that yeah, yeah, nothing yet. No, no leads. Uh, mm. As best we know, that's not the you know the cops may not be telling us. Maybe they're trailing somebody. I don't know. Yeah. Have but, you uh, uh, thought about uh, you know donning a, a cowl and a cape? I have, uh, and going on being a nighttime vigilante to look for the blow dart kid. Yeah, except we don't get bats in this part of the valley, so I'm going to have to be mm. I don't know, vole man, uh, goose man, goose man, goose man, yeah, goose man, goose man, Louis, yeah. Luis Guzman, Luis Guzman. He only travels <laughs> at night. Yeah, that's how right, he's exactly. known. He's bitten by a radioactive. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh my God, what was his name? Uh, the the league youth leader, the uh, 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 Mendoza. The, there you go, Mendoza. Mendoza yep. got his powers. Oh man, I haven't seen that goose in so long. I don't know what he's doing now. Oh, yeah, that goose is dead. That, that goose, goose is probably cooked. dead. You're probably right. Yeah. Well, let's Mendoza's see if this. Dead. Let's see if this goose is living. My favorite living goose on the planet, Brian Dunaway, joins us for a little <laughs> bit of the Tadpooly feud. Brian, welcome back. Oh, hi, Scott and Brian. Hey, not, oh, hello. not sure why I'm the goose, but okay, I'll take it. Doesn't yeah, goose die? Hon- Spoiler. Mm. Oh. <laughs> hoink, honk, so, what? So, ho- hoink, you could be our wingman anytime. Oh, I see what you did. Not if I'm going to die. I'll come back as <laughs> Goose Gooseman Jr. and Uh-oh. show you guys something. Oh, shit. I loved your work in uh, the Long Wiener movie. What was that called? Ooh, the Long Wiener. Uh, the Long Wiener Goodnight. <laughs> 
What's that called? Boogie Nights? Are you talking about Boogie Nights? Boogie Freaking Nights. That's the one. Boogie Nights. Long wiener. Well, there's a long fake wiener in it, and you remember it from that. Are you sure? No, you remember it from that. (laughs) Right, right. Um, It was famous for that wiener. I don't think I'm alone. Uh, Hey, famous. Chat room, listen, you've got to call in because uh, this game doesn't happen without one of you as a participator. You're going to be the winner. If we win, I guess you may lose. I mean, there's a chance, but you got to send me a, a thing, a DM in Discord right now, and I will choose the fourth person who pings us. Okay, number and why four. number four? Because why not? Why not number four? It's a lucky number. It's a lucky number. Unless you're in China, isn't that the deal? Oh, uh, is that true? Isn't I think so. Yeah, I thought that was. Uh... Oh no, no, you're right. Because over yeah. here it's like a thirteen. Somebody might not do a thirteen or something. Right, right? exactly. Four is yeah. Wow, so is there no fourth floors in China and stuff? Or did I thought you said it was lucky, or is it unlucky? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is now. I don't know. Now that you Numbers. say it. Uh, Numbers. Looks like we got a winner. Let's pull in. Oh, speaking of luck, that's too funny. Uh, it's going to be Lucky Phil. <laughs> from, oh, uh, look at that, Lucky. Lucky, Lucky Phil. Yeah, from Australia. Australia. And uh, he's here right now. Oh. Hi, Lucky Phil. How are you? Hello. Oh. Uh-oh. You're muted. Oh, we can't hear him from Australia. He's upside down is the problem. His little mm-hmm. pizza icon is not making sounds. Mm-hmm. Make some sounds. Unmute yourself, Lucky Phil. Yeah. Oh, there he is. Oh, Hi. Something. You there, Phil? Yes, I'm here. How you doing? Good. How Good. are you? Hi, Lucky Phil. Good. Good. <laughs> nice to have you back. This is, I think, your second time to the prom here, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's the third. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Okay. I lost track. Uh, we'll take it any uh, number. Uh, it's good to have you sure. here. We're going to explain these rules. You know what they how they work, but Brian's still going to explain them. Brian, explain I them. I still legally have to explain them. It's time to play the Tadpooly Feud. I've surveyed the Tadpool on some nerdy topics. Scott and Brian are going to have to predict the answers that they gave us, and it's their job to see how many of those answers they can guess. Now, Lucky Phil, your job is more important than ever because you are going to be working with either Scott or Brian. If your team wins, you get a prize package that includes not one, not two games, but three games this time because we just couldn't split these up. Oh. Siberia, Siberia 2, and Siberia 3 all oh, on Steam. Nice. Oh, those are all very good. Those are fun, yeah. Yeah, they're adventure yeah, cool. and a little spooky, but not scary. They're they are, cool. yes. Yeah. A very, very dark hotel-looking thing from the little clip that I looked at. Kind yeah. of creepy-looking adventure. Sure, yeah. sure. Mystery, if you will. Yes, yes. Uh, All right, let's give you guys your topic and uh, so we can get into this. Uh, Put your hands on your buzzers. We asked 289 tadpoolers to give us their answer to this. Name a geeky hobby that you've always wanted to try. 3D printing. 3D printing. Show me 3D printing. Show me 3D printing. The full question is, name a geeky hobby you've always wanted to try, but you haven't yet. Oh, oh. See? see, I predicted. Good. I was too scared. Yeah, I was too <laughs> scared. I was like, oh, he's going to he's going to have a, a butt in there. Yes. But but mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's not 3D printing. <laughs> well, sweet. That's me and Phil. Then this is good. It is. So you guys have control of the board. There's, uh, you know, no answers that'll beat that. So Scott All and right. Phil. Hmm. Phil, what do you, uh, you got anything you've been pining for? You're like, I want to do that one day. Um, I feel is spot on. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> what am I podcasting? Oh, there's a good oh, one. Oh, there you go. Put I that like in it. There. All right. Fair. It's a good one. Yeah. Let's choose it. Hmm. All right. Show me podcasting. 
Ah, whoa, ah, whoa, 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 ah. Oh, come on. Oh, that was a great come answer. On. That was a great answer. Is number 29 on the list. Uh, 29, yeah, only geez. a couple people said that one. Right. Uh, Brian, that means it goes over to you. Nine answers on the board. We're new, We're too Everybody. mainstream now, podcasting. We're too big, you know? Too big, yes. Yeah, too big too to fail. Too big to I fail. I feel like everybody who's listened to us podcast has created a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it feels like it sometimes. And then there's a podcast about podcasting. Right, yeah. a podcast about podcasting. Yep. Yeah. yeah. All right, Dunaway. What do you got? Um, well, you know, I think oh, I know what I've I know what I want to do. Okay. Um, a model painting, which kind of goes along with 3D printing. And mm. everybody I talk to is, but then it's like wanted to try, but haven't yet. But it's kind of the opposite. Everyone I talk to has said, I've tried model painting. It's not for me. Mm. Um, <laughs> when you say model painting, I still you mean think like, it's in there. like miniatures, like uh, 40K. Yeah, yeah like for you, you 3D print some models and then sure. you get to paint. Sure. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, show me model painting. I'm going to give Getting it to you. Miniature, miniature painting, figurine painting. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, there were some people who did say modeling. I, I, I didn't combine that into miniature painting, but pretty much goes hand in hand. If you do one, you're going to do the other. Sure. True story. True story. All right. Um, you still have control. All right. Uh, we know a lot of geeks and they do a lot of things. Um, <laughs> do, they do. How about start a YouTube channel? Podcasting, no good. Maybe maybe people are into YouTube channeling. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Like video streaming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start a, start a YouTube channel. Great. All right. Uh, show me streaming. Oh, come on. Uh, a couple of people did say it, but it was low on the list. Um, where is it? Uh, yeah. Uh, one person said it. <laughs> um, all right. Hmm. We're going to get the, we're going to get the pulse on this in a minute. We're going to. Yeah. Everybody's wanted to try. How about, um, Ooh. How about a uh, Ren, oh, like, like a, a Ren Fair type deal? Sounds like lucky. F- okay, all right. You want to go with that? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Mm. Um, all right. Show me <laughs> Ren Fair type of deal. <laughs> I'm going to give it I to you. How, play. I love no, how none of these hobbies have a, a definitive name. <laughs> you know, I, wanna, I, I always want to do that thing where. Uh, yeah, plastic stuff. Yeah, I'm going to give you. I'm going to say Ren Fair. I'm going to give you cosplay because I feel like you're. You know, that is kind of the thing you're. You're talking. Yeah, about. that's that's a good point. Yeah, that's that's what you're doing when you go to Ren Fair. Right? Yeah, you're I mean, dressing you're, up. Yeah, you, yeah. You, period peace timing kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Uh, listen, you go to Dragon Con, you go to all these other mm-hmm. things. Uh, mm-hmm. You're going to see some incredible, incredible cosplay. All right. Phil, you got one that's like jumping around? I can't uh, what about uh, There Will Be Dungeons uh, D&D? Oh, Dungeons oh, yeah. and Try Dragons. That great D&D idea. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Well, I know a lot sure. of people like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Dungeons and or the Dragons. All right. Show me D and mm. D. Oh, getting into some table toppings. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, I saw Dunaway. I saw that movie. It was great. Oh, <laughs> yes. Don't you didn't love it? It's I so good. It. Dungeons yeah. Dragons movie. Super yeah, fun. Oh my gosh, I had that, a great time. You don't have to make that a hobby, you can just do it. Yeah, you just go. Yeah. They yeah. don't even have spell cool. slots in that movie. It's it's not like the game. <laughs> no, it's nothing like the game. They do some stuff like the game, but, but that part, yeah. nope. You don't have to even like Dungeons and Dragons to to watch the movie. I, agree. Not even I fully like that. agree. And if you do like yeah. D and D, you'll get all kinds of like Easter eggy fun bonus like insider mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, it's great. That's cool. Did you watch it with enough. you? She did and she loved it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a I really good time. Tina. That's what I need to know. She immediately turned around and watched another Chris Pine movie. If that tells you yeah. anything, so yeah, <laughs> well, that tells Pine me movie. that she liked Chris Pine more than she yeah, liked yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, well, that's liked, what this movie is. Yeah, it's, it's a, a really movie. fun time, but it is very much a Chris Pine movie. It's very good. Cool. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Um, all right, all uh, right. where are we now? Uh, let's do um, six answers still on the board. A geeky thing to try. See. Uh, it's a geeky thing to try. Like, uh, uh, it's such a weird. Now that we're out of all the obvious ones, it's like, what is, like, you can't say, like, what is, what is even geeky anymore? Like, you know, it's so, question. it's so I mean, mainstream. Got, we, we have access to so much stuff now. Yeah, yeah it's so mainstream. Question. It's just hard to yeah. quantify. Uh, Phil, you got another one at all? Oh, uh, like, maybe blank. streaming. Stream? Oh, didn't we do YouTube? We did. We did uh, yeah, talked YouTube about streaming. Yeah, that was, uh, that was lumped in. Don't always guess. Um, uh, shit. How about um, uh, um, pro- <laughs> making um, fart noises with your mouth? How about that as a hobby? Is it a yes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> always about, to try that. How about building uh, prop making or building your own lightsaber or something Ooh, in that category? That's a good one. Like Maybe that, miniatures, like, models. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, we got the painting, but it feels Although like we might... have the painting already. So yeah. I yeah. But I'll bet the making stuff is a separate thing. So yeah. yeah prop making that. stuff. All right. Let's go with that. Uh, show me prop making. Oh, yeah. come on. Number, that was a good answer. It's yeah. a very good answer. So good. It's number 13 in the list. Shit. Did not still make feel the, like uh, we haven't cracked. So yeah, we haven't cracked the the thing, right? We it's haven't kind cracked. Of funny because when you see these, you'd be like, "Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh god, yeah. okay, oh yeah, yeah." Name a geeky hobby. So I've been oh, watching. Just, just thought of one. Been watching Big Bang Theory. Okay. And also, my son Andrew, he just got into Dungeons and Dragons. Some of the things he's doing is uh, Warhammer. Is mm. that going to be kind of? In the same vein as the other stuff, or is it kind you of say? Is that Warhammer. too specific? Is that you too could, specific? You could say Warhammer and tabletop, kind of that zone, probably. I don't is know. that is that too specific? But is that? I don't think that's too specific at all. Okay, uh, then I'm going to say like that uh, tabletop uh, wargaming. Stuff. All right. Okay. Show me Warhammer. Yeah, enough go. people said it that uh, it, it definitely fostered its own category. Warhammer, <laughs> right? And with one fell swoop, he's two points ahead. Like, what a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> Two points ahead, man. Yeah. Crazy. Right. All right. Still um, yours. I also, he's been getting into, uh, th- so this is kind of, this is good because my, my like I said, my oldest, he's, he's an, a burgeoning geek. And he's also been doing that and then comic book collecting. So I think oh, that's yeah. a real geeky hobby is. It's a very geeky hobby. Uh, g- collecting comic books. All right. Show me collecting comics. Oh. Uh, number that was on there, number 16 was collecting comics. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I freaking had one and then I lost it. I thought it was good in my head, but now maybe maybe it wasn't. Mm. I would have retained it. Uh, I'll bet it was. I'll bet it was number. I bet it was, I bet it was the last, like number 10. I bet yeah, it was the most yeah. points. I'll bet it was uh, so it was many the, points. It was the best. Could have won, could have won the thing for Phil, but, uh, but then you forgot it. Right. <laughs> Cannot think of well, it. Well, we're, we're talking about geeky hobbies. I'm tossing up. I mean, we've already had cosplay. I'm wondering if if LARPing is too close to cosplay or interesting, if it would be a separate thing. Oh, LARPing right. is pretty nerdy, though, too, right? That's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, 
But, like but then again, I mean, we are talking about about geeky hobbies. Maybe maybe something a bit simpler like online gaming. I don't bloody know. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> online gaming, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's Get true. into gaming just in general. We haven't mentioned that at all, having yeah. video games. Yeah. Either laugh, laughing or gaming, I don't know what's a, what's a better answer. <laughs> oh, I got one. Well, ooh. Oh, oh! I was gonna. I don't know if this is gonna be good. Now that I now that I hear it in my head, I don't know. Anime, watch anime. That seems oh, yeah, nerdy. That's not as good because that's, that's a that's sure. a tough that's a tough nut to crack, right? Yeah, that's, it's a little uh, hard to penetrate. Yeah, yeah. you got some right. one piece. Yeah, you got some one uh, piece. <laughs> okay, uh, going with anime. Yes. <laughs> if it All sounds right. so annoyed, show me. Right. <laughs> show me anime. anime. Uh, uh, no, damn it! Not even, not even on the Man, list. Surprisingly, because I know, yeah. But this is also one thing that Andrew's been getting into. He's been doing. He's been like <laughs> hitting up like the One well. Piece yeah. and all these other, you know, really going full hog. Oh Jesus! Yeah, um, I feel like we can't. We just haven't cracked the the what they were thinking at on sure. this thing. Um, sure. Yeah. Uh, I've been wanting to get into science. Um, okay. Um, science. science, you know, getting science. into the old I'm getting into do, science. Want, some, you know, that geeky yeah. hobby called science. Okay. Yeah. Jim fringe, <laughs> fringe thing to do in your spare time. So few people know about called science. I mean, yeah. I just remember getting such bullshit from like, you know, whenever I would pursue like, uh, I want to do some chemistry stuff. And, you know, I want to sure. do some rock collecting. This geeky. Ho- how about that? How about some? Okay. How All about right. some uh, rock collecting or stamp collecting? I think collecting is a, a, a geeky thing. Typically, so I agree. I'm gonna go with yeah. Uh, you're doing a, you're doing a bunch of that these days. Anymore. Stamps, I don't th- I don't know. Look, I tried to collect uh, business cards when I was 14. So what do <laughs> right. I know? Right, yeah, I wanted three thousand of them. Yeah, let's go super number. nerdy and say people are still into stamp collecting, Grandpa. All right, show me the science <laughs> of stamp collecting. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a bottle. shame. Uh, all right. Well, this is one of those instances where maybe you should listen to your uh, inner, your, inner your geek. No, your teammate, Scott. Uh, uh, number five. Oh, oh damn it. LARPing. And, and, just LARP. to, and just to, you know, twist the knife a little more. Number eight, video gaming, oh, VR gaming. Man. God both damn it. Both of <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Oh gee, thanks, Scott. Yeah, that would have that would have sewn it up. Those two would have sewn it up. You would have won. Easily would have. Yeah. Let's yeah. Uh, see what the rest of these are. Number seven: computer programming <laughs> coding. Why didn't I think of that? Good lord! Yeah. I do it every freaking yep. day. Yeah, that's why. Because you do it every day. Yeah, you don't think, think of it about it. Exactly. Yeah. So be, yeah, some job. people do that for a job. They don't want to think yeah. about it as a hobby. Yeah, Number nine. Knitting and crochet. Yeah, I thought about uh, that. that. That was crossed my mind. A couple of those in the chat. That would have been a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then finally, hmm, number 10, points. drones or radio-controlled oh, okay. vehicles, uh, model airplane like rockets, airplanes, anything that is uh, uh, remotely controlled. I guess rockets aren't. Right. Those you, you, you know, you do your little testers. Uh, I, was big into, thing and, I was big into radio-controlled hmm. stuff until they started requiring, until it got to the next level of drones, and it's like, you got to get a license. You got to be yeah. like, oh, Jesus, I can't. You can't live in right. the, yeah. You can't live can't in that world. That. Forget it. I no. can't be on the grid. No. Come on. Uh, no. Some of the other ones that people said: leatherworking, woodworking. Oh, that's good. Inspired good. by uh, the Spagnolos. Um, yeah. Just basic board games. That that had enough people to separate it out from the um, Warhammer yeah. and D and D stuff. Uh, let's see. Comic books we mentioned. Fencing. I assume uh, with <laughs> yeah, swords as that. opposed to just erecting a fence between you and your neighbor. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Ham radio, Magic the Gathering, right. blacksmithing. 
Yeah. Uh, brewing beer, building oh, uh, computers, good. PCs, mm, uh, geocaching, glass blowing, geocaching. laser cutting, paintball, uh, skydiving, airbrushing. Skydiving. Paint, that's a geeky and, hobby? So okay. that's, and it's funny because mm. the person who wrote that said skydiving, if you could consider that geeky, but then two people said it. <laughs> right, right. Uh, lock, learning how to lock pick. Uh, it's yeah. really cool. Okay. okay. Um, let's see. Metalwork, marriage. <laughs> marriage? Uh, <laughs> photography. That old geeky hobby. That old geeky hobby of marriage. Yeah. Uh, and uh, collecting Pokemon. Okay. Well, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> was I, you... I thought collecting might be its own thing because that's kind of a geeky thing yeah, to do, right? Yeah, surprising. Geek yeah. Out on something. You, you, you'd think, but enough people, like, there's yeah. nobody that, there was no specific collecting that, that, um, had enough people that warranted making a category out right. of it. Right. Makes Surprised sense. nobody did retro yeah. gaming just to get some points from Brian. Yeah. You know? I almost said that, but I was uh, like, yeah, they I did, and I lumped it into video games. Oh, okay. So, so retro gaming, did. like basically assembling a retro gaming system, console right. gaming. Just realize that uh, one year from right now. Oh, no, wait. Hold on. Is that right? Yeah, one year from right now, uh, World of Warcraft will be 20 years old. The Nintendo oh, wow. DS will be 20 years old. Oh, oh wow. Uh, 20, 2004 is a big 20 years of, of a thing year. So yeah. so prepare yourselves, everyone, to be shocked wow. by all the things that are now retro suddenly. Shocked. Uh, well, well done, uh, but also terrible. That was terrible. Also because, not well done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah. So here, here's the sound you get when you lose. Oh, it's a shame. Uh, oh, wow. That's a new one. How yeah, about that? Uh, so you're out of here, but uh, it was still really fun. How do you feel about your loss, though, Phil? How's it feel down under? <sighs> betrayal? Do we still word. call you Lucky Phil, or should we right. call you... Uh... Yeah, what, what's your new nickname? <laughs> oh, some days are luckier than others. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all a bit of fun. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. yeah. thanks for being you're here. Shit happens. Yeah, shit <laughs> does happen indeed. We'll see you next time. Go, go kill a spider, because they're twice the size they are here. Uh, <laughs> hey Dunaway, we're doing wanna, a. You don't want to anger the spiders. No, you don't. Oh, you want to no. do that? You want to? You want to do a show though? You want to do a, a play retro later? How you Dude, feel about that? We totally speaking of uh, nerdy, geeky uh, endeavors. We're going to talk about that Metal Gear Solid mm. uh, one and two in Solid Snake, which most of us probably played on the PlayStation. But I, I learned so much this past week, and I can't wait to talk about it because I didn't know that uh, Kojima didn't have any stuff in my hands until the PS One. I thought that was his. Love child on the NES. Apparently, so, so did not I. so much. Yeah, yeah. You're not. You're. You're absolutely right. There's some weird drama there that I didn't know about. Yeah, until yeah. This week, he, had, so. he, he was working on the MX2, MSX2, yep. and I was like, "What is that?" Yeah, what as we get prepared problem? for the news, potential news that Sony or uh, that uh, excuse me, Konami and Sony are going to be mm-hmm. releasing a remake of Middle Gear Three. That's the that's the rumor so far. We're yeah. So we figured it'd be a good time it. to talk about the origins of the damn thing. So check it out today, three thirty Mountain Time or thereabouts, uh, right here at Frogpants.tv. Brian Dunaway, kiss our butts. No, you. <laughs> All right, he's out of here. Kiss it. Kiss it. Let us do some brief news. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. In the news this morning. Good morning. It's time for the news, and it's brought to you by. Brought to you by Core Daily, a short bit of gaming each day up on the Frog Pants YouTube channel. Sub today at youtube.com slash Scott Johnson. That's right. Uh, yesterday and the day before, there were brand new episodes up. And today, Bo is doing one about uh, oh, why good. he is completely absorbed in World of Warcraft classic hardcore mode, mm. which is basically oh, wow. die and you're dead in uh, classic servers. 
and um, oh God. <laughs> uh, it's a it's like taking on a life of its own. That thing is crazy popular right now. So anyway, he'll get more into that wow. and tell you at right around noon today that'll launch. So watch for that on the YouTube channel. Very cool. Uh, let's see, a guardian meaning like a kid's guardian. Oh, gotcha. Not of the galaxy. No, guardian. not like Drax didn't show up or anything like that. Okay, all right. Okay, a guardian enough. arrived in stolen Hyundai to pick up teenagers arrested for auto theft, according to police. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah, good. Well, that's, uh, you know. It fits, right? I'll it fits. take it from here, officer. Yep. I'll take these dumb kids home. Uh, it says here, police say a guardian arrived in a stolen Hyundai to pick up these teens who were arrested on auto theft in Charles County. I'm not sure where this is. Baltimore, it looks like. Mm, okay. Officers arrested four juveniles and two adults who were traveling together in two stolen Hyundai vehicles. Uh, on May 16th, police spotted uh, two Hyundai uh, vehicles in the parking lot of a business uh, in a place I don't have to read. A computer check revealed that both cars were stolen with, uh, sorry, which led police in uh, to begin a traffic stop, but both vehicles fled and sped away. The suspects led them to the Smallwood Park and Ride, where they got out of the cars and attempted to hide, but the group was arrested by police, says authorities. The adults, 18-year-old Duchesne Dumont Whitaker and 21-year-old Vincent Lee Alston were charged with theft, unauthorized use of a motor vehicle, and rogue and vagabond, and rogue and vagabond. Which is a weird hmm. law. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, you're charged with rogue and vagabond. Yeah. Then the best huh. part is uh, they were in jail. They were all written up. And their guardian was called. Said, you got to come pick these kids up. Showed up in a stolen car. In a stolen Hyundai. Yeah. Fantastic. It's what you want. It's what you want from your guardian. <laughs> uh, Those Hyundai is super popular with this family, with these uh, teens and the, the guardian. They don't get into which, which Hyundais, but uh, I would no. assume, like, uh, I mean, who knows? Could be a it's moment, probably Elantra. a Sonata. I'm going to guess it's a Sonata. Sonata, Elantra, maybe. Uh, could be. Could be a Hyundai Elantra, yes. Could be the, um, what's their new hybrid? Is it the Hyundai knows? Rogue and Vagabond? No, because that's a Nissan. <laughs> <laughs> what's the new Hyundai everybody says is great? The EV. Uh, oh, the Ionic. Ionic, 5. yeah, yeah, that's on my list. Kind of want to check that out. Between that, the uh, the the Kia uh, EV6 and the um, Volkswagen ID4, those are the top yeah, the top the I- three according to um, Consumer Reports that I want to get. I think the ID4 is the one I'm eyeing because we can get a better hmm. deal if I trade in another Volkswagen for it. Oh, sure, right. I think it's the same dealership. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here's a story about 500 gallons of oil. Okay. Shit doesn't come cheap, man. No, it does not. Intentionally spilled across 33 miles of Lawrence Morgan County roads. Intentionally? Uh, yeah. Okay. This is in Alabama, by the way. 33 miles of roads still bear the mark of a 500-gallon international oil spill train leading... <laughs> intentional. Intentional. <laughs> Intentional oil spill. You know, the international Alabama. Trail. <laughs> uh, leading from Lawrence County into De- uh, Decatur City limits, according to authorities. Keith Allen Clark and Laura Clark of Cortland were both found to be responsible for the used motor oil spill. That's even worse. Gotcha. It's used. So it was used motor oil. They were just trying to figure out a way to get rid of it. So they decided to just tip over the can and drive for mm-hmm. 33 miles. It's down. There's certain parts of the south where you can get away with a lot because no one's around. Yeah. This feels like one you're going to get caught for, though. Jeez. Yeah. Well, good. The, the trail kind of leads right to you. Yeah. <laughs> All you have to do is follow the uh, the oil spill. And as long as you're still spilling the oil, you'll get right to it. They got a 911 call on May 20th. Uh, said they started receiving several reports of oil on roads in the eastern part of the county. 
And the uh, Caldo Midway Fire and Rescue and other volunteer departments responded uh, to go check out what was up there. Authorities found the extensive slick trail across the Morgan County Road, uh, taking various roads through Morgan County before entering the city limits of Decatur. It took 37 tons of sand and uh, burned almost 70 hours of labor spent cleaning up of the roads, making them safe again. Yeah. Don't be doing this. This is a bad way to get rid of your old shitty oil. Okay? No kidding. Don't do it. I'm going to make it. Yeah, a- do you, I think Grease Monkey will take it for free, won't they? I think they'll, you know, Jiffy Lube, Grease Monkey, places like that will take and dispose it for you for free. I think so. I mean, they yeah. want you to go there and do your oil dump there. Well, yeah, you could just do the oil change there. But even if you do it yourself, I think they're, they'll accommodate getting rid of your existing oil. I did the car. If you're a DIYer. Yeah, if you're a DIYer. If you do, I did this thing once where I replaced my own oil and um, didn't know what I was doing. So early in the process, and I've done a bunch since. It's been no problem. But the first time I did it, uh, I didn't know about how the oil would pop out of there and start pouring, and when to put the tray out and all that. So it was like a. <laughs> you movie. thought you'd have a second to like take the little bolt out and then reach over, grab the tray, and put it underneath. I don't it. know what I was thinking, but I ended up getting it in the face and all over my neck and on my shirt, and it was oh a my nightmare. god, yeah, it was bad. Sounds like a Tom Hanks movie. Is it it is like. what it sounded like. It yeah, felt like I slapstick like comedy. I was living some crappy '80s movie where a guy's changing his oil. <laughs> uh, let's see, final story here. Uh, we talked about turtles recently, didn't we? For some some other story, did we talk about turtles? Like some uh, kind of- sure sounds like it. Yeah, I remember we did an all animal news episode last week, and I think turtles were one of them. I think turtles were high on the list. Well, we got a we got a new turtle yeah. story. There's a couple in uh, uh, Saint Petersburg. They were um, Florida. Mm-hmm. Is it Florida? Yeah, Tampa yeah. Bay. Yeah, Saint Pete times. Did you go there? You've been there. I did a lot. Uh, I can tell you the uh, the. the to give you the woman's name that I worked with, Pauline Brockman. Oh my gosh! St. Pete Times worked All right, with her then. a lot. That was really, a really that great, was a, a, a good relationship. Contact, sure. Yeah. Uh, well, a couple of got arrested for stealing tortoises. These are very rare ones, uh, and some rare books. Two endangered Galac- Galac- Galapagos <laughs> tortoises, rare books and comic books. Galakowitz. Yeah, Galakowitz <laughs> went missing from locations across Florida on Tuesday. A couple was arrested. Uh, determined to have some of the items on eBay already and kept other valuables, including rare reptiles. Joshua McCarthy Thomas, age 46, aren't they always, was taken into custody after detectives serving a search warrant at his home, discovered one of the missing tortoises dead in his freezer and the other one alive in the yard. Uh, according to Tuesday Evening News, uh, this guy and his spouse uh, were arrested as a co-defendant in the case, according to criminal report affidavits. Uh, according to the uh, the state of Florida, these were very, very rare and endangered turtles, tortoises, rather. There's a difference. Uh, and the comic books and the other stuff they stole was also very valuable. So they're in huge trouble now. Nice wow, going, okay. Florida dum-dums. Get your shit together down there. You got that great... You have no excuse. You got that great... You have that amazing governor of yours over down there. <laughs> He's amazing. Soon, soon to be a, a president uh, a candidate, candidate for president. Oh, I can't wait. Can't wait for those debates. Yeah, those are going to be some entertaining debates oh. without any question. Uh, but yeah, you got him. So get that going. You know, you got your Disney yeah. down there. What else do you need? Yeah. You got everything. You I need. wonder how that lawsuit's going between um, DeSantis and Disney. By the way, I checked in on it in a while. Yeah. I watched. Uh, Kim was watching it, so I sat down and I got stuck watching it because I love it so much. But we watched The Birdcage again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I am here to say 
as a pure comedy film in the 90s, I don't know that I don't know if there's another one I could point to that holds up as well. I'm sure there's one, really? but I can't think of what it would be. So help me out. And somebody said, like oh, Big Gross Lebowski Point Blank. Or, uh, Gross Point Blank doesn't count. Big Lebowski does count. I would count that. Yeah. So Why doesn't a, Gross Point Blank count? Um, I don't find, I don't think it's a pure comedy. It's more... Oh, okay. It's like yeah. Tarantino meets John Hughes, you know? It's like... Yeah. It's not really a comedy comedy. Whereas The Birdcage is like straight up comedy. And I don't... I just can't think of another one that compares. But it's so good. Hmm. Gosh dang it, that movie's good. You've seen that, right? You've seen The Birdcage? <laughs> I've never seen the birdcage. <gasps> Brian, you gotta watch yes. the birdcage. It's on my it's on my list of shame of things I've never seen. Is it must oh. be streaming, right? If you guys watched it, it somewhere. is. It's on Par- maybe Netflix, but I think Paramount Plus is where we were because we were just watching Star Trek. Yeah, so I think that's where it is. But um, Tina would love it. Oh, Tina's seen it. She's seen everybody, it. Everybody in my life, and that's kind of the problem that that you know everybody saw it, and so it's like, all right, well, I'm going to watch it by myself. I'm sure Tina will watch it again. She has no problem with that. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. So yeah. good. Uh, the Burbs is 80s, I thought, chat. That's not 90s. I think Burbs is 80s, but Groundhog Day certainly fits, and, and I would uh, put that at the top of my 90s Oh, yeah, Groundhog list. Day ages like a perfect wine. It's so good Yeah, still to yeah. this day. Gross Point Blank is... I wouldn't say Gross Point Blank is parody. I think Gross Point Blank is just a weird mix of... Yeah, it's a dark comedy. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Office Space, sure. Liar, liar, mm-hmm. maybe. I wonder how well Office Space and uh, like there's something about Mary, how well those things really age. Yeah. Um, Office Space probably does because that stuff is still there's not it doesn't go for the gross out humor i think there's something about mary has a little bit of at the time even felt a little like ooh, maybe we shouldn't be making fun of that or laughing at that and uh yeah the Farrelly brothers did that a lot i felt like they did that a lot yeah like kingpin's great movie but there's stuff in mm-hmm. there or just like okay there's stuff in there that's like ooh, is that uh is that okay <laughs> for but us man, to laugh at yeah man the birdcage is just pitch perfect the acting's insane yeah. the 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 comedy it's, it's certainly not for lack of wanting to see it because I've, I've heard nothing but great things about it so one of the great final great performances from gene hackman as well so oh, good. yeah i mean yeah. he was still sure seven years from retiring but it was right it still really had good. that uh, will smith thing right enemy of the state was yeah. still to come i think they had that the very <laughs> next year maybe even the same year can't remember now when those came yeah. out yeah and then there was uh Early 2000s, he did the the Royal Tannenbaums, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but after mm-hmm. that, it just oh, I think good. what was Mo- I think Moose Welcome to Mooseport was his final film. Right, that's right. a that's a bummer. That is a bummer. That's not the one you want to go out on. That's, that's a poop. You don't want your you don't want your Street Fighter uh, <laughs> Raul Julia moment. There. Yeah, that was a poop movie. Your cocaine bear Ray Liotta situation. Yeah, well, he's still alive, but yes, you still don't. Oh, I guess that's true. When he dies, it will still be his last film, won't it? Uh, Ray Liotta passed no. away. No, no, no. Gene Hackman. Oh, I got you. Okay. Yeah, Gene Hackman. Well, yeah, because he retired. He said he's not doing any any more films. Yeah, he's yes. done. So I, I'm saying to your point, when he dies, Welcome to Mooseport right. will be the last right. thing he made. It could be. You know, he could say, you know what, I got to do something. Can I be? Can I be in the next Scorsese thing, even as a brief cameo, just so Mooseport isn't my isn't my last thing? You've been hearing the early talk on the, his new movie, the new Scorsese movie. Sounds. Oh, great. I have. Yeah. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait for that. Hurry up I, and come out. I need something. I, Irishman was okay, but my God, it was so long. The Irishman miniseries on uh, Netflix uh, was not a was not a fan. 
You'll like this quote from Christopher Nolan yesterday. He said, uh, Oppenheimer is officially his longest film. And the way he described it is he says, it's my longest film. It kisses the three hour mark. Oh, lovely. Yeah, it kisses it. With tongue? Yeah, I think with tongue. Okay, yeah. all right, fair enough. I think it even touches its boobs. <laughs> I'm not sure. Wow, Oppenheimer on the third date. Yep. Oh, yeah, big, that. big time. No, I am I am so excited for that. Every trailer that I see of that thing is like, oh my God, please bring that. It bring, looks so bring good. It, bring it. It looks so good. What a cast. I can't, can't even get to say I'm, I'm excited for the Flash movie. I'm going to say it. I kind of am too. The buzz is good. Yeah. People yeah. like it. They think it's maybe the best DC movie, which is it's, hilarious to me. It'll be an easy, uh, you know, quote unquote, free ticket for our, our Alamo Draft House season pass deal. We're like, yep. all right, well, let's let's go, let's watch it, get some food, watch some people get kicked out for being loud. <laughs> exactly. No, because the people there, the people who go there, they respect the film too. That's they right. Know that's why they go to Alamo Draft House. They go because they're like, ah, oh, this is the place where that's you, right. you want. An uninterrupted movie experience, uninterrupted except for the person collecting the bill during the climax of the film. Yeah, the, the Almo Draft House yeah. employee. Yeah. Other than that, though, perfect experience. Yes. Exactly. Uh, all right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to hear from Tom Merritt. Do a little tech time. Didn't have that last week, so it'll be nice to have that yeah. back. And uh, recommendals with me, you, and Randy. Nicole's off doing yeah. thing with school. She's a busy school mom. That's right. Uh, things going talk on. about your job for your kid day, I think. is uh, So she's in Ava's class talking about what she does. Career day. Right. Anyway, that's all coming up after this song. Brian, what did you bring for that? Yeah, well, Scott, I finally, finally have a monopoly that you're going to like. This is a brand new song from the band Georgia Lines, not to be confused with Florida Georgia Lines. This is just the Georgia Lines. Um, a brand new hook-laden single. Uh, she just won, or they just won at the... Um, AMA for Breakthrough Artist of 2022. I guess her name is Georgia Lines. It's not a band called Georgia Lines. It's a woman. Oh. First name Georgia, last name Lines. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I wonder how she feels about the Florida Georgia Line. Hmm. Anyway, she just won Breakthrough Artist uh, of 2022 at the American Music Awards. Uh, she also had some incredible performances at uh, South by Southwest, and her EP Falling also came out. This is following all that stuff. She is from, uh, I am not going to be able to pronounce this, she is from Aotora, I think it's a it's a New Zealand town, Aotora, Aotora, Tiaroa. Oh, yeah, yeah. Aotora, Oa. yeah. I love yeah, it. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, you know the one. <laughs> Can't wait to Thank visit. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, if you like uh, Haim uh, mixed with uh, Prince, then you're going to love this song. It is uh, Georgia Lines, and the song is Monopoly.
have you ever heard of ChatGPT? ChatGPT, who's a what? The f*** is that? Lying sack of shit. The Morning Stream. I think circulation can give me those numbers. Okay, we're back, everybody. Tell me who that uh, nice lady was one more time. Yeah, that's Georgia Lines. She's a she and not a they. She's a one person, not a band, and she's from New Zealand. And that's her first, uh, I'm sorry, her debut single for 2020. I'm sorry, her single for 2023 called Monopoly. Her first single she's released this year, but not her debut single. Right. And nothing to do with the Hasbro, the hit Hasbro game, Monopoly. Right. That's correct. Okay. And Aotearoa. Thank you, Randy. And Tom Merritt says that it might be the, um, uh, oh no, it's not the, it's the colonizer's name for New Zealand. Not oh. the Maori oh. name for New Zealand. But it's, uh, there you go. So, they so call much it, information that we've learned here. So if you're a Maori, you're from the Maori tribe and somebody, you see the white man come over with his dumb boat and do his bullshit, you call well, him that? That's what yeah, well, actually, um, I'm seeing in Wikipedia the contemporary Maori language Maori language name for New Zealand is is Aotearoa. So, oh, all right. Well, the then, name was originally be uh, used by Maori in reference to only the North Island, but uh, the name of the whole country being uh, Aotearoa Mete Waipanumanu. All I can do is picture them doing that cool like slap dance thing they do. The and the- meeting. Band meeting. Band meeting and hearing him. <laughs> All I can do is hear, uh, what's his, I forgot his name on the show. What's his name? Murray. Murray. Come on, Murray. Scott. Yeah. Get it together. Uh, hey, look at this, you guys. The world of tomorrow will be as cold as sunlight tuned through photochromic windows. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, look who it is. It's Tom Merritt. <laughs> he is uh, joining us as he does every Wednesday to talk about the daily goings on in tech. Uh, and that's no different today. Tom Merritt, welcome back to the show. It's nice to see you. Oh, it's good to see you too. Yes, I'm glad we figured out what that Maori word was. Yeah, and yes, was and how to pronounce it and what it meant. And thank you because mm-hmm. uh, we learned something today. And that usually that happens during your segment. So we're going to learn two things today. Yeah. Probably. So two instead, today. I'm going to extract knowledge out of you. Oh, oh good. Great. Make you all good. less smart. I'm, yeah. I'm down with that. Please extract the knowledge of Martin Screlly out of me. <laughs> mm, that's oh, that'll cost you. <laughs> Yeah, that's an expensive one. Seven hundred percent more than it used to be. Is that much? Yeah. Uh, Tom, not an easy, not an easy ask. No, Uh, very nice to see you. Sony's got its little PlayStation showcase today. Yeah. Have you heard of Sony? I have. Yeah, they're they're a force to be reckoned with. A little indie company that could. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They're they're from a small small nation of Japan. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever heard. Those are the ones. What's the Maori word for Japan? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, they're uh, they got big stuff today. Is the rumor um but it's mostly rumor well, at this point it's what's interesting is at 1 p.m during daily tech news show very rude sony uh yeah. they'll be doing the showcase which will show uh, they'll be showing off the games this is them saying here is all the the cool new games but they already met with the investors with the money men and women uh probably one uh <laughs> earlier today and uh they gave us a lot of the the, the business fundamentals. Yeah. So, six hundred thousand PSVR two units sold in the first six weeks. That's eight percent better than the first six weeks of the first PSVR. Oh, that's that's not a, bad. It's not terrible. Yeah, not bad. Uh, I mean, it's how is it? 
that you sound less. No, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you asked. You I'm glad you asked. <laughs> no, I'm glad you asked because while I, that's definitely an improvement over the first time, that's not the numbers they need for that to go crazy is not. It needs to be much higher than that. But also, yeah, I guess it, I was approaching it as like, ooh, this thing's not going to sell, and then saw six hundred thousand was like, oh, not bad. Well done, yeah, even wow. more than the first one. So they're still moving forward. Uh, I see where you're coming from. Is can this beat the quest to no definitely no also i just um i don't know consoles traditionally when it comes to add-ons always sell way worse um although i don't know psvr1 in the long haul kind of broke some of that notion but for the most part it's yeah. like it's just hard it's like oh hey we got a new controller you you, you cannot ex- expect those to sell as many or even even these interim consoles like the previous generations playstation pro yeah 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 and that stuff uh, they and don't never forget sell. sony only sold this through sony for the first right. four weeks, I think. Right, right. that's true. So, yeah, so now with it more broadly out there, like I have high hopes for it from a tech angle. It's actually a really nice piece of hardware. I just don't know if adoption's there or not, and the price is a little high. But but still, this the takeaway of, you know, they beat the previous uh, sales, you know, for the same period. It's pretty good. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, 50% of PlayStation Studio investment by 2025 will be for new IP. Wow. Oh. Well, that's a good. That's Sony's bread and butter. That makes sense. So, so twenty in twenty nineteen, it was twenty percent of their investment. That's good. This this current year was forty percent. Yeah. So they're 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 when we say new IP, we mean like not a sequel, right? <laughs> not, not a Marvel Spider Man. This is like you never saw it before. Here it is. That's a huge thing for them because they have some of the best, if not the best, dev teams on the planet. Like. Like Santa Monica Studio alone is yeah. like one has Bungie. some of the most incredible talent that has ever graced the video game business. So if anyone can crank out new IPs and expect expect big results from doing that, it's Sony for sure. That's good. and it's an increase in the investment from Sony, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have not been spending this much on it. Now they're going to really ramp that up. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one is flipping the investment in live service games. So in 2019, 88 percent of the money went to traditional consoles console games you just pop in the cd or download the thing and play it uh in 2025 60 will go to live service games that doesn't everyone's reporting it as cloud gaming and i'm sure a lot of it will literally be cloud gaming uh but it also includes multiplayer online right that could include you know your Fortnites, although that's not theirs but but that that yeah. idea of like you know they're looking at Epic and going like hmm that that's really successful we should have something like that mm-hmm. yeah yeah and maybe even working with Epic on that because they got a lot of other partnerships going on between them so um I th- these are both really good numbers like them them doubling down on what they do best which is original IP is a huge thing and I'm really glad to hear they're doing it um, focusing on more live service it's just hard to know what that means exactly like you kind of alluded to but it seems they, like they seem to be you know wanting to say this is going to be more cloud gaming than just more multiplayer yeah. um but i'm guessing that could mean a Fortnite situation like they'll, they might take one of their existing ip and make a world out of it sure i don't know sure yeah, I'm down we might find out more about that later today too. Sure. Uh, yeah, today should be interesting. There's a bunch <laughs> of rumored stuff, even from third parties today, like uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this Konami announcement of possible more Metal Gear in our lives, whatever that means. That's a huge deal. Um, there was one other thing that was being rumored. Oh, I'm sure they're going to show off the new, almost almost ready to release Final Fantasy 16, which is expected to be a gigantic console exclusive for them. 
Yep. So big stuff coming for Sony for sure. And uh, uh, the other thing that the Jim Ryan, the CEO of PlayStation, dropped to the investors was that they're doing something with cloud gaming that will unfold over the course of the coming months. Oh. So well, everyone's wondering if that's a Steam Deck style something. Well, they had that... Uh, was it revealed they had some kind of uh, internally? There has been a there has been a leak that they had been working on something like that. Yeah, yeah. and the rumor was that it was cloud only and not uh-huh. a, a pure console. I, like no local storage. Yeah. yeah, basically, you know, like the Logitech G, whatever that's called, the similar thing. But yeah, that, oh the the shield uh, the shield thing. No, not what, the yeah, shield. The What's it called? Logitech something. Anyway, it's basically yeah. it, it looks like a portable. It looks like a white Steam Deck, but it, it only does cloud. Q Light. Q Light. People it? are calling the Sony one. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm. Part of me wants them to like go full on into the handheld market again and make like a real. Not real. That's not what I mean. But one that is isn't just designed for cloud. That it will let you install, and maybe it will. But the rumors seem to lean into a cloud-based device but either way oh uh, yeah the it. these uh the the leaks about the q light came from job postings oh is that what it was okay yeah this was in april uh director of product management for cloud gaming um director of hardware engineering that uh included cloud gaming in the job description um yeah yeah, so, I, I wouldn't expect a psp2 or a vita2 but i but i am excited mm-hmm. to hear what the hell they're doing that would be great there's a real push right now for all this stuff between the ROG Ally and the Steam Deck and the Switch. Everybody yeah. wants a piece of this uh, hybrid business, this portable plug uh, into your TV. And, and you know what? Uh, I think it also makes it clear why Sony is so against Microsoft getting Activision Blizzard. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> like, I knew they would be against it, but they have really been digging in the heels, right? Yeah. Do, doing things that you would think would not be in their best interest, like signing lucrative 10-year deals that lock things up. Uh, and if they are looking at, like, no, we want to we wanna lock things up, then they want to keep Activision Blizzard in play. China proved it last week. Is it last week, I think? Um, yeah, that e- wasn't too unexpected. No, it's, I think that's... The, the problem now is that the EU has signed off on it, and the UK and the US are moving against it. So we'll, Microsoft has to fight that off. They they could win the lawsuit in the US. The CMA, though, seems to be digging in its heels. I'm not sure how they swing them. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. But um, anyway, big Sony stuff going on, which is nice to hear. I like... Uh, I don't know. I felt like they, they, got a, they got a little bit smeared on the services front for a long time. Yeah. Like Still putting bagel. out good products and all that, but... <laughs> Now, I mean, that's the thing to remember about an investor meeting like this is what investors want to hear is like, what are you going to do about cloud? Yeah. So, of course, they're going to say a lot about cloud. The The trick is to look, you know, between the lines and see if there's anything really there. Sure. Uh, so today we'll talk more about it on the Daily Tech News Show. I'll be on there. It's Wednesday. I'm back. I'm excited. That'll be fun. So check that out at 2 p.m. Mountain Time right here. Uh, well, right there on the Twitch channel over there that you, that you got going on. Uh, and it's going to be very exciting. Tom, you've always got a million things going on. Those are anything else you'd like our people to know about? Yeah. Um, the economy is bad. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, it's not um, great. It's not that's, great. That's uh, uh, breaking, breaking news. <laughs> Uh, so Patreon has been doing a bunch of things that that let us help you out a little. Uh, one is you can join DTNS for free. Oh. Patreon.com slash DTNS. Scroll on down uh, past the paid ones, and there's a free tier. 
you get Roger's column. You get the Friday Good Day Internet. Uh, you get our monthly briefing. Uh, so it's it's a way to kind of get a toe in the water while you wait for the finances to work out. Uh, there's also free trials. Uh, we have a free trial of our associate producer level. Uh, that's the one that gets you my editor's desk and the full ad-free feed and all of that. You can try that out for free for seven days. So I like that Patreon is adding these these sort of ways to help people out a little bit. I agree. That sounds awesome. I haven't, I haven't heard of most of that. I need to get, get the crap. I need to check my emails more often is what I'm saying. I'm sure they the free it. trial thing just launched like yesterday. So you're not, you're not okay. behind on that. The, right. uh, the, the free membership we're in the beta for. So that has not launched to everybody. Ah, gotcha. All right. Well, may Jack Conti spread his love to us. Uh, indeed. <laughs> indeed. indeed. Uh, Patreon.com slash DTNS. There you go. Go check it out. Tom Merritt, everybody. He is Ace Detect on Twitter. And we're going to see you later today, but we'll miss you until then, Tom. Have a fantastic rest of your day. <laughs> see you later. <laughs> All right, it didn't kick us today, so who knows? Yay, I don't know. good. Well, because we we stayed in mountain. Time oh, that's true. Later. Yeah, and we didn't have Dunaway on video, which I think is part of it. Mm-hmm. Vid- the video aspect. So whenever Bobby's on, okay, I think you know what we're getting. We're getting mm, to an answer. We'll see. We'll we'll find out. Yep. Just be patient, everybody. Okay, mm-hmm. we're gonna get Randy in, and we're gonna do recommendals now. And there's little anyone can do about it. All right. <laughs> right. You try to stop it, but you can't. Yeah, you, can't you want to fight it. this. Good luck to you, because here it Good comes. Well, what do you recommend? Well, let's find out. We have a few things to recommend in the streaming realm. And uh, with us today, we have Randy Jordan. Hi, Randy. Good morning, morning stream. Good morning in the news this morning. Good morning. Well, I can't believe you would have a discussion about late 90s comedies that have held up so well and not even mention Galaxy Quest. How dare. Oh, that's true. Mm, you yeah, know what? That's a very good example. That's a great yeah. one. I'll put that in. You know, it can be a list. So let's give it a yeah. list. Uh, we'll say yeah. we got uh, we got that. We got Birdcage. We got, uh, what was the other one Brian said? It was good. Um, uh, the, the Big Lebowski. Big Lebowski. Put that in there. Yeah, I posted a whole list on the Discord uh, right after you said it. Uh, oh, good. A few days ago. Nice. Oh. Nice. Um, uh, there's there's some damn there's some really interesting movies that I fell in love with in like ninety six ninety seven and I feel like uh, got slept on like the the truth about cats and dogs is such a good comedy and that's that a ninety six film how do I know what the mm-hmm. why, have I never seen the truth what is it the truth it's a, of that's cats a rom com yeah it's a sweet uh, what um, Cameron Diaz no who's the one yeah. in that and it is uh, Diaz. well and what's her name from Air America Janine Garofalo oh Janine Garofalo from that's Air right, America yeah. wow. That's a, <laughs> that's a weird one to pull that's, from. That's your pull for Gene yes. Garofalo. Yeah. Yes, it's not, by, not far, singles, by far not, the most uh, impressive thing she ever did. Wow. Let's go not on the radio five days a week. Uh, as Tournament of Kings or a, nope. a, a waitress that, uh, Diet Coke. That, that thing in Cable Guy was so good. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Oh, by the way, oh, I don't gosh. want to spoil anything, but nobody warned me that there was a halfling in the D&D movie. That was also oh. an extremely sought-after, popular, mm-hmm. award-winning mm-hmm. actor in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. That's all Great. I'll say well, about it. Well, don't say any more for those of us who have not watched Dungeons & Dragons yeah. yet. See if you notice it. Or maybe Because okay. it took me like five minutes to go, wait a minute. Oh, my gosh. What the boop? I couldn't believe it was him. Scott, I'm excited for your recommendal this morning because you liked Honor Among Thieves so much, and you're and it's not your recommendal this morning. Right. Yeah. So right. whatever you're recommending must, <laughs> and be. it's not South Park, which also you've clearly been watching a lot. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of <laughs> South Park. I did. Um, so the reason that I, ch- I'll just tell you this now: the reason that I switched teams or switched lanes, <laughs> switched teams, was uh, I was um, 
because I wholeheartedly recommend that D&D movie. But I also mm-hmm. know that it's kind of a big mainstream thing and a lot of people are going to yeah. see it anyway. So, and I had already seen a thing that I recorded and forgot I had a clip of and I went, oh, right, I need to talk about that. Mm. So oh, in well. the, in the uh, I'm erring on the side of let's give them something they don't know is out there rather than the thing that everyone knows is out there. So that's the reason. Anyway, speaking of which, let's start with uh, well, Brian and his choice. Uh, what do you got here, sure. Brian? Sure. Uh, I will set this up as um, a movie from 2021 that sadly shares the name of another movie from 2021. So make sure you're watching the one I recommend if you if you like the sound of this. Um, little uh, sci-fi um, sci-fi drama. Let's oh, leave it at that. I'm a fan. Here goes. I know how you're feeling, but there is no lie. When the memory of this process gets wiped, he wakes up that day at home as Cameron Turner. And no one knows, not even him. It's the only way this works, a clean swap. This will be as common as a heart transplant within a few years. Come back and spend a week with him before making your decision. This is not just my decision. My wife needs to know. Either you decide that your wife wouldn't want this, which requires secrecy, or you decide that she wouldn't and tell her you're dying. Either way, you're deciding for her. Listen, the woman you're about to meet has no idea she's a duplicate. Neither does her daughter, her mother, or her friends. So where's the lie? Did I hear Mahershala Ali in that? You did. You heard the voice of Blade and and the voice of Glenn Close uh, uh, speaking to each other. You know, the head of the Nova Corps, (laughs) Glenn Close. (laughs) A little MCU uh, thing there. Um, And they're joined uh, also in this film by Aquafina. She's the duplicate that uh, that uh, Mahershala uh, Mahershala Ali's character is about to meet. So, a little Shang Chi in there as well. Um, This is a film called Swan Song, and this is the one that's directed by Benjamin Cleary. There's another one uh, directed by Todd Stevens that also came out in 2021. This one um, completely slipped by me. Uh, a couple of years ago when it, when it premiered on uh, Apple TV plus. And um, I think I put it on a list. And then the other day, Tina and I were going through that list and said, Oh, what's Swan song. And we watched the trailer and said, Oh my God, why haven't we watched this? So this is about uh, Cameron Turner uh, played by Mahershala Ali, uh, who is a husband, father diagnosed with a terminal illness. And so he goes to this company that um, allows him to transfer all of his memories, everything to a perfect clone, perfect replica of himself who doesn't have the terminal illness, who will continue to live with his wife and his children and continue to raise um, raise them. Um, and so he's got to make that ethical decision, right? Uh, um, die and, and leave his family um, uh, alone or provide this clone that he... Uh, then has to transfer all of his. So the clone from that point over is him at that point, right? Correct. The, okay. And the clone has no idea that it's a clone. Basically, it is unaware that it's a duplicate. Has it's been you know it's lost all its memory of the process of of um, of transferring all of 
uh, Cameron's thoughts and experiences to it. Uh, and it's fascinating. I mean, not only is it a great, it, it opens a bunch of great discussions about the ethical, uh, you know, ethical ramifications of this. Should the, is the wife, does she deserve to know that she's now living with a clone? Does she, um, or is it better that she doesn't and, and the, for the kids and that sort of thing? Um, it's also the most understated, but brilliant performance you're, you'll see with Aquafina, where she does not do all the Aquafina things. There's like only one moment where well, you good. get, you get, hundred percent full on Aquafina. Uh, the rest of it is. Um, that's a you are selling me on this movie because she, she sometimes <laughs> I like her fine, but there are times yeah. where it's just but too she much. She can be distracting in a yeah. film with with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rebe- uh, uh, Glenn Close plays uh, the doctor, Doctor Scott, the um, the director of of this human cloning company. Um, and then you've got uh, Naomi Harris as uh, Cameron's wife. Um, again, really. Uh, really good performance um yeah it's 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 great it is uh, uh you know i i switched uh, gears as well i was going to talk about a man called otto and um uh switched gears after we watched this because we enjoyed it so much and it's got some really cool sci-fi elements it shows you you know a a near future where this is possible but still close enough that a lot of the things that that you're watching it's like oh yeah that still is kind of like a thing that we do today and has uh that we have today mm. um it's it's excellent it's really really good it sounds great i love the thought yeah. experiment uh, alone like i just love yeah. this concept because a part of me is like all right if this was me mm-hmm. i would what i would hope would happen if this became a thing you know a technology mm-hmm. you could do I don't know yeah. that you'd need the secrecy because if it was if it was in every way you right like in mm-hmm. every possible way this clone from this point forward is the exact version of you it mm-hmm. does seem like something you could talk to your wife and say well this is the medical procedure this is how I continue on my exact self is made and my old self goes away and there's no difference and even the old and even the new self could know like I wonder how secrety we'd have to be with it. Couldn't we be more open with it? Well, like think about it from the other perspective. If Kim had this procedure done and you are now living with a clone, would you feel like you would treat that clone differently than the original Kim? If she knew, if she also knew, if the clone knew what was going on, yeah. meaning you know, because if it's in every way Kim after the procedure, in mm-hmm. every possible physical, emotional. Mm-hmm. mental way is Kim mm-hmm. and she's aware of it which is not what this it sounds like the movie they're not aware of it no nope but very, she was aware totally of it then aware. I think I would be okay with it because then then the decision was made by two of us which I guess is the whole crux of the film right whether or not you're right right whether or not people. yeah exactly like you either tell your wife you're dying and and you don't have the procedure or you they're, they're the the cloning company requires complete and total secrecy so um it's you either tell her and you don't have the procedure done or you do the clone thing and nobody ever knows that it's not you. Yeah, I got to see this. This sounds great. Yeah, so so yeah. this is the movie that got uh, Mahershala Ali to the BAFTAs and the Golden Globes and so on last year. Uh, last year, not mm-hmm. uh, the most recent year, right? Right. Um, uh, Brian Ibbett, do you feel like yes. uh, he, he deserved it? He was nominated because he was great in this? Yes, and here's why. He... Um, he doesn't just have to play this this character that has this decision to make. He plays the clone as well, obviously. And 
the clone has a different perspective on this whole thing. Um, because he's coming into it saying already loving his wife, loving his children, and saying, Why wouldn't you do this? This is, you know, this is uh this is insane. You why should this even be a choice for you? If you really love your family as much as you do, you should this this decision is easy for you. Hmm. And it's interesting because you've got these two distinct characters, both played by the same character who still have to be have to be similar enough. Like really the only difference you can have between these two characters that uh, Ali is playing is that they have this different perspective on this process. One is uh, coming to his end. The other one is, is, is experiencing a beginning that they still see as, uh, as having this whole life before them and in front of them as well. Mm. Uh, It's fascinating, like having to play those two characters. So yeah, he, he, Deserve the nomination. Um, I can't remember who he was up against in 2022, or this would have been the 20. No, yeah, it would have been the 2022 awards. Um, but uh, but he was he was fantastic. I love that dude. So who was he up against? So Golden Globes for seventy ninth uh, Golden for best Globes. actor. Yeah. Uh, we had. Um, I remember uh, it was when Will Smith won was winning for King Richard at every award. No, was that year? Um, Shit. It was the slap yeah. year. <laughs> yeah. So it was also. Was, but that was the Oscars. Let's say I'm trying to remember. Right. Like, but also, uh, yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch in Power of the Dog was big that year. Yeah. Um, for yeah, uh, Javier see. Bardem was nominated in the Golden Globes that year. Yeah. For a Spanish film, I think. Uh, let's see, music. No, for comedy. the Ricardos. Oh, was it? <laughs> what yeah. am I thinking of? There was something he did. Uh, Javier Bardem, Benedict Cumberbatch, Denzel Washington for Macbeth, uh, and uh, yeah, at, like you said, Will Smith. At the BAFTAs, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was nominated uh, against Mahershala Ali for "Don't Look Up," which I just, I just, hmm. I still, I can't not smile. I yeah. just think it's so funny. Yeah, yeah and weird. that's and that's why I do think the Golden Globes kind of has it right with the separating out your musicals and comedies from your dramas. Although, yeah. boy, the, the 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 way those movies land in those categories is so totally broken. Sometimes they need to figure out narrow it down to one award ceremony and figure out how to separate those kinds of roles because they should be judged differently. Yeah, it's it's like other. the it's like the Harry Potter houses. It it needed to be rethought <laughs> from the beginning in in terms of how you're going to you know what I'm saying like because like the Harry Potter houses the complaint is always well you you your your four houses are good uh good B, good C and bad. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. you know like let's think it through. It, I wish the Golden Globes had this like uh, this division, if you're going to only have two divisions, have it be between serious and not serious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. Because it, it, it makes, it just makes more sense to me as an audience. Like I, there are movies where I, I'm watching seriously for serious people to say serious things. Mm-hmm. And then there's movies like don't look up, which you could just call it a comedy or musical, but no, uh, like there's, mm-hmm. there are dramas that aren't serious. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's comedies and musicals that are very serious and you, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I'm um, yeah. I'm- anyway, the film is called Swan Song. <laughs> 
All right. And it's on Apple TV Plus. <laughs> Weird transition, but all right, we'll take it. Let's yeah. move on. <laughs> well, um, I had to steer it back into uh, <laughs> to getting you guys to yours. It'll work. Uh, hey, Randy, let's get to your clip. Uh, any setup here before I hit play? Sure. Um, you're about to hear. Uh, so this is a movie that I do not want to tell you really much about. Okay. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to end up giving you the very beginning and the basics of like who made the movie, but it is a mystery and a thriller. And you uh, please don't like, look it up. Don't watch trailer or anything like that. Um, what you're about to hear is a young woman, um, uh, 18 years old who has a single mom and single mom is contacting her. Uh, because she's about to go on a trip and leave this young woman at home alone All for right. a little while. Here we go. Hello? Siri called you. Oh my gosh. Mom, Siri, please call Mom, June you're on the phone. This is FaceTime. Oh. oh, God. Can you please do me a favor and clear your voicemail? I've been trying to leave you messages. Well, they're probably all from you. You know you don't have to use Siri for literally everything, right? Listen, I am running late, and I need you to write a couple of things down. The car keys are going to be in the top drawer in the kitchen. And Kevin, I just said write it down. You're not writing it down. Kevin boarded you the itinerary. No alcohol. Do not open the door for strangers. And keep your location service turned on the entire time I'm away. Do you understand? No fun. Got it. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Uh, this is missing. This is a brand new movie. Just hit Netflix. Uh, well, it just hit Netflix this week. It actually uh, hit some theaters earlier this year. Um, it is a spiritual successor to a movie called searching from about five years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, same directors. That one had uh, John Cho, Deborah messing, forget that movie. This is, uh, this is like, <laughs> it just has some connective tissue with that movie. Um, what this, uh, again, I don't want to tell You're you what being it's really about. careful about not, uh, yeah. Uh, so I, I will, I will, I will respect that and not, break anything either about right uh, yeah. This film. yeah yeah you don't you don't need to see searching uh in order to enjoy missing at, in, in any way it is um it is one of the new wave of heavily intertwined with technology movies and uh we've talked about it many many times they're almost always bad right mm -hmm. like spree spree was a good example of mm -hmm. this is like if you're putting up on the screen that i'm watching as a viewer a lot of text messages and uh webcam footage and sure. so forth sure. uh it's really hard to make a compelling story like a really fine film with all of that junk mm -hmm. Uh, this movie goes about it the right way. And I'm, I'm saying that, and I know there are, there are people out there right now who hate it always. And there's nothing <laughs> I can do for you. If you hate it always that people, uh, uh in a movie are suddenly jumping on task rabbit <laughs> and, and hiring a person and chatting with them. And you're seeing the chat bubbles. You're going to hate this movie. Like mm, it's yeah. it, because, but this is the this is the first movie I have ever seen that has that stuff that I liked the movie. Oh, I wow. genuinely thought, oh wow, this is a nine out of ten. They got it all right. Interesting. I we saw the, something uh, that Liam Neeson movie we watched for FilmSec had a little bit of that. 
uh, where he was looking at texts or yeah, stuff. Yeah, and yeah. He's, showed a, up on yeah he's an air marshal who's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. drunk and right. Yeah, uh, red eye or no, a nonstop or nonstop, uh, something like that. I think it was nonstop. Yeah, nonstop. that um, that it's, technique of putting stuff up it can be really abused by a movie or a TV show, and sometimes I like it, sometimes I don't. It, it, Sounds like this yeah, is really Shojo brings up the best use of it for me, which was Ms. Marvel, the the Marvel yeah. series. Oh yeah, that, that was great. just well integrated. Yeah, but I agree. It, imagine it like so. The premise here is this 18 year old who knows every app and every way of using apps to do things is sitting at home and she's trying to figure out what's going on with her mom in another country. Right. Mm -hmm. And so she has to be depicted FaceTiming people and Mm -hmm. using task rabbit and so on. And it is just really brilliant how endemic to the film all of these apps and what you're seeing in, in text and so forth are. And again, I'm really only going to talk about the first five minutes of the movie. It is just not, it, it is, has so many twists and turns. It is so well acted. That, and, and we're talking about actors that you probably haven't really seen mm-hmm. in, uh, you know, like the, the lead is uh, storm Reed plays the, Love uh, the young woman. Uh, yeah. She's in euphoria yeah. and uh, you know, there's um, she's the little she sister gets, in euphoria. I think she even guys, Oh no, not MCU. Sorry. She's in the suicide squad. She plays Tyla. Anyway, she's just great. I don't know. Last of us. She uh, was in that. She was her friend in the mall. If anyone remembers the last, the last of us episode where she was in the mall, it's like a, uh, prequel oh episode. yeah right that's right. her friend she, that she met uh-huh. is this girl she's so great really oh, like she's her. great she hires a random guy and ends up talking to him via facetime all the time and he's like riding around a city on a scooter and it's that guy is played by joaquin de almeida and you will not know him except he's been in everything like for <laughs> film sack we've probably sacked 17 movies that this guy has had a bit role in mm. and he's so freaking good at this movie i just wanted so much more of him uh right. like you're gonna you're gonna love missing trust me on this it's the number one thing on netflix right now for a reason it's super compelling okay and i don't need to re- see the 2018 one Whatever it's called. Now, again, it's a spiritual successor okay. to yeah. to that movie. It's, again, made by the uh, same guy, um, Guys. It's two directors. I'm forgetting their names. One of them is your son. Uh, <laughs> Will Johnson. American Nick Johnson. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> Weird. And uh, it, this is, again, it's very down the middle on all kinds of things. It's a mystery with lots of twists and turns and surprises. And, like, it's very much like what you expect from a movie like this, but it's just so competently done really well acted, really tight and fast. Uh, you're going to, I promise you, you're going to like it unless you just hate seeing text bubbles on a screen. In which I, case, uh, Yeah, anyway. I can deal with it. I feel like this is filmmakers trying to get their heads around what modern life is like mm-hmm. in the same way that we would have with phones or computers in the seventies and eighties or whatever, you know, they're just trying to, they're trying to I make mean, that translate. So. The alternatives always feel really clunky. It's either you're looking at the phone and they have to kind of hold on the phone so you can see the text message coming from the other person, which sometimes if it's really quick, you're like, oh, what am I looking at? Which 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 message do I need to read? Mm-hmm. Um, or they have to somehow read, say out loud, the text message that they just got yeah. so that you figure out what the person said. It's almost worse so, than like a phone call one, right? Where they, yeah. where they have to pretend oh God, like yes. they're... Right, the Bob Newhart. Oh, <laughs> so you, uh, you're you at the pet store right now? Okay, oh. Oh, and, and you you have the dog stuff right. people would never actually everything. say yeah i love yeah. that I, so i i don't mind it when it's used like that i mean i feel like that is 
that's a that can be done in a non-intrusive way to show you what the character is seeing without showing you in your face here's the phone here's a close-up of the phone mm-hmm. so yeah yeah and uh, honestly thrillers have gotten a little stale like uh name uh name a big thriller in the 2020s thriller uh, one uh, thriller it's the one with the <laughs> robot girl that we that just came out um uh, it's Robot it is girl? really not like it was in the like nineties and two thousands. Why, why, why can't I remember Megan? What about Megan? Oh, really? Megan's more yeah. of a comedy of a horror. Slasher or? That's more like comedy okay. horror, I would say. It is okay, not a thriller. Yeah. Okay. What else? It's, it's just I haven't seen it. So. <laughs> it's a it's a really tough genre nowadays because the internet was the internet's gotten so ingrained in everything, right? <laughs> I said cats. <laughs> Who is that? Galantro Israel in our chat says cats. Yeah, that's a thriller yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, I, you know what? This is a great point. I can't think of any pure thrillers. Like, you know, when I think of thriller, you, Brian, was you were talking earlier about um, Gene Hackman in uh, Enemy of the State. Yeah, Enemy of the State. That's a good example. <laughs> Movies like that are just mm-hmm. rarer now, I think. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel like, you know, the Jason Bourne stuff maybe just took it over and then left it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. maybe something's coming. Who knows? Um, you know, it looks like a good thriller to me is the upcoming uh Disney Marvel uh, freaking spy thing. Oh, Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion, yeah. yeah. No kidding. That, yeah. that has all the hallmarks of it anyway. We'll see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, excellent, Randy. Uh, do check out Missing Everybody. Let's play my clip. This is, um, uh, to avoid some confusion, some of you are going to hear this and go, wait, didn't you already cover this? No, I covered the documentary about the events of this, but I really have for a long time wanted to see the Peter Berg, Berg, yeah, Berg film. That sounded mm-hmm. wrong. Peter Berg film from uh, 2016 about the events that happened. And this is on Hulu, and here's my clip. Hey, what's going on? I can't get right, let me, let me Let me talk to him for a second. Sir, how are you okay? Two people, they take on my car. They take on my car over there, and they, 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 they drive me around for like an hour, and then, but they say they put, 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 put a Wait, what, wrong. These people, they, they tell me they're going to do the explosion in New York. What? Explosion. They, 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 they don't marathon race of bombers. So wait, 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 wait. No, no, they no, say calm down. Just calm down for a second. Did you just say marathon bombers? They said to you that they were the marathon bombers? Yes, they told me. They're the marathon bombers. Listen to me. What kind of car do you drive? It's my black Mercedes SUV. The car has a GPS. The tracking number is 3422347. Well, how do you know that number? I just, I just remember. Please, they're very dangerous. You have to catch you them. You know what? It took a lot of balls to escape like you did. Hey, you're a very brave guy. Do you hear me? Go catch those motherfuckers. <laughs> I always like wow. that bit. Uh, so this is the 2016 film Patriot's Day. It is a chronicle of the events that happened at the marathon bombing in Boston uh, in 2012. And Peter Berg did back-to-backs of these sorts of films that year. He did this, and he did the one about the... Uh, the oil spill out in the Gulf. Oh, right. Uh, Deepwater Rising. Deepwater Deep Rising. Was, the bombing was 2013. Uh, oh, was it 2013, not 12? Oh. Yeah, well, that's why we're having 10th anniversary right oh, now. Oh, no, you're right. Oh, it's even written right here, and I'm looking at it. 2013, you're right. Um, anyway, it is uh, really good. Like, I was surprised. Usually, I don't like these sort of dramatic reenactments of real-life things, especially when they're that quick. It's like three years later, boom, here we are with, a, with our film. 
Um, but I think Peter Berg has a taste for this. I think he knows what he's doing. And he co-wrote uh, what needed to be written anyway with Matt Cook and Joshua Zetmer. They do pretty good work generally. Mark Wahlberg's in this. Michelle Monaghan, J.K. Simmons, um, uh, uh, Kevin Bacon. We saw Kevin and his bacon the other night. <laughs> we did. Yeah, he's in this. Uh, John Goodman's in it. Um, a whole bunch of people everybody knows are in this. And this one actor who played the voice you heard right there, that was Jimmy O. Yang of all people. Uh, the comedian, and he was so good in this as this one really important pivotal role of basically led to them catching uh, the brothers or or finally tracking down the one brother that survived in that story. So I had seen the documentary on Netflix just a few weeks ago and was just fascinated by all the extra details I didn't know about. And the movie does an incredible job of following those details and not over uh, dramatizing something or over, you know... I don't know. You know how these things go with made, yeah. you know, when they're trying to. That sounded very sensationalized. Yeah. I mean, right. it's dramatic, but it's, it fits. Um, sensationalized is the right word, Brian. You're absolutely right. That this does not feel sensational. My only complaint is Mark Wahlberg plays a character that is basically an amalgam of a few people. And whenever they do that, what you, you basically got your, your, your white knight kind of guy mm-hmm. who's going to like be at every important juncture of the movie and, and is always somehow involved in the, and the, all the important bits that happen when they happen. Um, that's, that's for movies and it works here, but it's, it's, you know, look at his character, however you want to. It's, I don't think it's the best part of the movie. The best part of the movie are people like JK Simmons and John Goodman and these other smaller roles. Um, Kevin Bacon playing this FBI agent, um, doing just a really good job of reproducing without sensationalism, the events that took place and then what happened after, and then how they finally got these guys. And I thought it was really good and really entertaining and would recommend it. It's on Hulu, again, called Patriot's Day. And uh, it's rad. Expect a lot of cool. um, Boston accents and a lot of yeah. a lot of F words. Expect is, it, is it your new Say favorite Say hi to your mother for me. Uh, new favorite Peter Berg? Boy, that's a good question. So I thought Deepwater I, Rising is actually maybe even slightly better. That's a really good movie, but I don't know. That was really good. I guess my favorite... Uh, let me look at just director stuff. Hold I on. just, I just really, I, I think he has this sense of camera and like volume. There's this volume of what you're seeing and hearing. Mm-hmm. And I just like, I don't know. He always gets, he always gets my sensibilities. Like even when it's like Spencer confidential, which I don't think anyone liked for some reason, I really liked that movie. Yeah. I never saw it. It's the Spencer for hire thing, right? That's yeah. a modern take on it. Yeah, I didn't see yep. it either. And, I meant to. You know, and Mark, Mark Wahlberg is in all of them. Lone Survivor, Mark Wahlberg. He didn't, he didn't do the uh, Friday Night's movie, right? Just the TV show? No, he did the movie as well. He directed he the did film. the movie as well. But the movie's not nearly as good as the show, so... Yeah. It's not bad. The movie's not bad, though, I guess. It's okay. No, no, not at all. But the show is just like, whoa, this is really good. Maybe Lone Survivor, that's really good. As much as I we cheesed yeah. it, I thought Battleship was freaking a million oh, times dude, better we, than it should have been. We loved Battleship mm-hmm. three times as much as anyone else in the world. Yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. Right. Yeah. Um, I like Hancock, although I wouldn't call it his best. Probably if I had to pick one. The one that surprised me the most is The Rundown. Yeah. Um, he's very good. Mm-hmm. Very good director there. And then maybe maybe this is next. I, uh, Deepwater and Patriot's Day, I think are just both excellent. And when it comes to like mm-hmm. adapting real life stuff, I just think he's good at it. He's adept at it. And yeah. I like his I like his sensibility. So um would highly recommend this. And it is available 
Uh, oh, we directed two episodes of The Leftovers. I love that show. That was cool. Oh, huh. I like that show too. Uh, anyway, available now on Hulu, uh, or at least it was two weeks ago when I watched it. I forgot to check today to make sure it's still there. <laughs> but I assume it's still there. And um, uh, yeah, if, if you're if you're cool looking back on a kind of a horrific day and seeing it for what it was, uh, I think it's you could do a lot worse. And I would also still recommend that documentary, almost these two things together. Like there's something fun about mm-hmm. seeing mm-hmm. the real thing. It's like, you know, if you want to see a documentary on Flight 93 and then watch Flight 93, that's a good combo. If you can handle all of the depressing thoughts about how real that was and this isn't yeah. just Hollywood, you know? For some reason, I always want to watch the fictionalized version first and then the documentary. Is Usually that, same. That Usually same, yeah. Mm-hmm. This time, yeah. no, but like, you know, the kids that got lost in the cave in Taiwan? Yeah, yeah. I did that that direction. Watched the documentary, then the the movie movie no i'm sorry the other way i watched the movie and then the documentary and i liked that more because you can appreciate the film on its own and then turn around and like you get kind of an accuracy let me get the real story yeah yeah yeah. it's like oh they changed this one thing or oh that guy was different actually the thing i liked about 13 hours was it hours days whatever it was Mm -hmm. um 13 days was it days it seemed like it might have been days (laughs) Because the kids weren't in there for only a few a, a day, they were there longer. Anyway, <laughs> the the film did, that was another one that did a really good job of nailing what really happened. Because mm-hmm. the documentary follow up, I was like, oh, holy shit, that all was real. He went and did the the Colin Farrell char- character really did that thing. I couldn't believe it. So anyway, I like these kind of things. I like I like movies about things that happened if they're done well. And this Here's is what, what I want. I want a big time film, a big time filmmaker to make a movie. And let's just say Christopher Nolan makes Inter- Interstellar and then Im- also make a documentary set in that movie's universe. Mm. So imagine and Interstellar is a good example because it, it literally has these little documentary clips at the very beginning mm-hmm. of people talking like they're old people now and they're talking about the events of the past. And just imagine if you watched Interstellar and then you got that documentary, it would have to be all fiction, right? But like, the, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, people you didn't see in the movie, but other, you know, they are characters in that universe and they're just like talking about what happened. Mm-hmm. I just have this thing. I, I, it's hard to explain. I get it. No, I, I totally get it. Um, mm-hmm. According to IMDB, his best movie is Peter Berg. uh, Peter Berg's Lone Survivor. Uh, second okay. is Patriots Day, this one, and next is Friday Night Lights. So those are your top three. Hmm. Deep Water's fourth, but anyway, I've never seen the Kingdom. The the, the it's supposed to be good. Uh, with uh, mm-hmm. let's see, what's that called? Something. It's two thousand seven. Supposed to be good. And I don't know who's in it. Anyway, uh, Durango's in. How can they just not notice Battleship? I just, oh, these people. Well, they, oh, they notice it. It's just at the top, it's the bottom it, of their yeah. list. <laughs> they have it down at the bottom, but I still had a good time with that movie surprisingly good for what yeah, it was right uh so there you go we got uh you got your swan song you're missing and your patriots day brian's already got these up on quick tms.li yep. links and everything that's right so you don't have to hardly do anything anybody at home cost you nothing just go fire up one of these services and watch one of these fine films available now and you can watch uh mission impossible iii yeah three mm, which yes. i mistook for two during our show last week and uh, I was wrong. It is three. And three is amazing. I don't know why I did that, but I can't wait for three. Three is going to be great. We'll yeah, see if wait. it's amazing. Oh, I think it's, it holds up. It's, I think it's, it holds but it's, up. It's a perfect example of we don't, I mean, I haven't seen it in 20 years or whatever. You know, like, I don't know. Well, I don't know. 2006, it came out. I remember 
and this is before JJ got all huge and did Star Wars and stuff. Um, and I think he was still making like really cool films that that weren't overdone, you know, mm-hmm. or over overly controlled by the studios and stuff. Even yeah. though this is a big film, and I think Philip Seymour Hoffman plays one of the coolest villains I've ever seen. And I remember Tom Hanks running really fast. Or not Hanks, <laughs> sorry, Cruz. I don't know I said Tom oh, right. <laughs> And then Michelle Monaghan, again, back in that thing, she was just in this Patriots Day. By the way, I shouldn't, I didn't mention it enough, but Michelle Monaghan, if I could have a modern day crush, I really like her a lot. Why can't you have a modern day crush? I can, but aren't they getting younger? How old is she? She's like, uh, I don't want to be weird. Yeah, she you was know? like 30 when she made this movie. Oh, all right. Oh, she's like my age. Never mind. Yeah. I, can, I can have a she's, crush on her. She's 47. You can, you can totally have a crush on her. Yeah, I got a crush on her. She's great. Love her. Anyway, uh, that's it for us. Uh, Randy, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, we'll see you next week for more. And then Film Sack this weekend yeah, for will. Mission Possible 3. Thanks, Randy. Bye uh-huh. now. All right. We did it. We did it. We did it. I don't know if you noticed, but chat room, but we did it. Okay. We did it. We done dude it. Here's what we do now. We tell you that we're leaving, but before we do, we remind you that the entire process here is paid for by your good graces at patreon.com slash TMS. We'll look into that whole uh, beta seven-day trial thing. That's interesting that Tom talked about. Um, I didn't oh, know yeah. they were doing that. I anyway. think I might have been peeing when he said that. Oh, right. You you put a note. I, I was peeing. <laughs> yeah. Kind of a, a coffee morning for Brian there. It was. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh I had to pee so bad in the dental chair that I got up in the middle of the uh, procedure. Because I oh, did you really? Yeah. Wow! I didn't just like jerk up. I just went. Uh, well, I yeah, go, uh, doc, I need to pee. And they pulled out the thing. Is no, everything okay? He goes, "Is it hurt or something?" I said, "No, no, no. I just I'm so full of pee. I'm about ready to wet your your table here." So he let me go. That's leather chair. That's yeah, fine. It would have been fine. <laughs> and all you do is lean it up, and it'll roll off. You know, it's fine. Anyway, patreon.com slash TMS is where you can do it. No commercials ever. Pre-show content every day. Couch parties on the weekend. Uh, this weekend we're doing a uh, play date. So uh, everybody right. can come watch Games. that. I can't remember if it's an, it's time for Among Us or time for um, Jackbox. I know we, we did Among Us do... last time, right? I think we did Right, but that was time. in April. We didn't do a... I'm sorry, that was in March. We didn't do an April... Um, there was some reason we didn't do an April. We weren't able to do an April play date. Oh, <laughs> oh Vegas, Vegas shit. was the reason that we couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. There was a reason. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I did the same thing. I was like, wait a minute. What was going on in April? Yeah, there was something that was going on at the end of April. Wasn't there? I can't. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So we'll figure it out. But I'm, I'm guessing, you know, it might be time for some Jackbox, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Be fine with me. Um, and uh, other great monthly benefits. Sign up today, patreon.com slash TMS. Everything else is at frogpants.com slash TMS. And we record the show live every day, Monday through Thursday at uh, 9 a.m. Mountain Time at frogpants.tv. So come join us live and hang out in this chat room. We'd love it if you did. Okay, that's it for us. Brian, song. We need song. Do song. Yes. Uh, Rob Garcia wrote in and said, Good day, Scott and Brian. First, I would like to apologize to Brian for misspelling his name in my last request multiple uh, multiple times, apparently. Totally fine, Rob. I, I, I probably gave you way more crap about it than, uh, than was really intended to sound like. Uh, tomorrow, my son Zach and Alex, affectionately known as the Twinados, will be graduating high school. This has been a big year for the Twinados as they turned 18, graduated high school, and this fall. Good morning, good morning, to- Gosh, everybody. Gosh, it, it did it again, just like yesterday. 
<laughs> all I'm doing is moving a thing. <sighs> all right. Sorry. That's Apologies, right. everybody. Go ahead, Brian. Don't want to okay. This fall, they're headed to Athens, Ohio to attend Ohio University. Uh, OU, oh yeah. Hashtag. As you know, us fathers can go on forever about our children, but all I will say is that I'm extremely proud of them and looking forward to what comes next for them. That all being said, could you find a rockin' cover of Celebration by Cool and the Gang to celebrate another major milestone milestone for the Twinados? Milestorm would be appropriate because mm-hmm. they're the Twinados. Oh, Scott, after graduation, we're going to order a fish sandwich and eat it with rice. Oh, Kinda my Kind of like the show, comma, Rob. All right. Well, I assume that's a request, so let's do it. Uh, hey, two Oregon fish sandwich. Then you can eat rice. There you go. Oh, well done. All right, Farago coming through for that. Yeah, for sure. right. Hey, well done, guys. You're just not effing up my intros, you jerks. Anyway. <laughs> All right, so a rocking cover of Cool in the Gang Celebration. Guess what? Could not find one. I searched, and, and every cover of that song sounds just like the Cool in the Gang version of that song. So I did a little search online for other graduation songs or other songs that, that are good for graduation. And uh, uh, settled on this one because number one, I love this song. Came up in that in that list. I'm like, oh my god, what a great choice! Uh, plus, I love this version of it. This is uh, the LCD Sound System song, um, "All My Friends," covered by Franz Ferdinand, but included on an LCD Sound System uh, EP called "A Bunch of Stuff," where they released a bunch of covers of. Uh, of all my friends. Lucky Phil, I checked out that dragon version of Celebration. I did not like it. Oh, really? Uh, not good? Yeah, I was not, not a fan. Mm. Uh, anyway, here's Friends Ferdinand and their cover of All My Friends. All right, that is going to do it for us. We'll be back tomorrow, uh, another Thursday. Wendy, you know, the business. Mm-hmm. We'll read books with Amy, all this stuff. It's going to be great, so come back and enjoy. We'll see you then.
what you just heard, there's a very good chance you will like all the shows on the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. I will have no more to do with you. Please get out. Jeez. <laughs> wow. We don't mean you people. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 